Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Hey, I better get started here. I'm sitting here. Been a long day. <laughs> Uh, well, hello, and welcome to. Show. I, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I don't know what it is either. I have no life, yeah. Chris. Anyway, anyway, I'm turn it over to you. Okay. Well, here we are on December fifteenth, uh, two thousand twenty. Show number one twenty-two. A day after a historic day, uh, because uh, analogous, I guess, uh, in this uh, pandemic, this war against the virus, the D-Day. Well, uh, we've we've landed on the beach. We got out a vaccine, and uh, people have started to to get the vaccine, and uh, that's a step in the right direction. And it's a uh, you know, like uh, going from, you know, uh, Normandy to uh, Berlin, it took a while. It's going to yep. take a while to do this, but we're on the way. And uh, what is it? A journey of a thousand miles starts with a step. And yep. We took the steps yesterday and on through each day now. Uh, so gradually we'll be uh, beating this thing and getting things back to normal. And hopefully by six to nine months from now, we'll be, uh, we'll have fans in the stands and we'll have, uh, you know, things the way we're used to them in sports and, and all that. And uh, so we'll see. But anyway, as I say, it's show uh, number 122. We are going to do our usual agenda as it's been the last few weeks. We're going to do our NFL uh, look, look at the NFL. We're going to talk about college football, college basketball. Then we're going to go to baseball, I think, and then the NBA. Uh, then we will have a little soccer note. We, we, yeah, the MLS had a champion uh, crown. We may as well mention it. And then uh, I guess Robert says there's a little boxing to do. And then uh, we've got the deaths. And let me give you the list of deaths we're going to be talking about. Uh, we got about 10 of them. They, they mounted up at the last minute. We got one today that uh, you know we'll need to talk about. So here we go. We have uh, Jack Scarbath. He was the Maryland quarterback in the early 50s. Maryland was an amazing team in the early 50s. We'll talk about that later. During the Southern Conference, that's before the ACC was even formed, and uh, we'll talk about that. 90 years old. He played a little in the NFL, too. Ray Perkins, 79 years old. He was the uh, he played wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide under Bear Bryant and Baltimore under Don Shula. And then he was the uh, head coach of the Giants in Tampa Bay. And our friend Rick Swan is here to talk about the NFL. And uh, Rick, you're a Giants fan. Any memories of Ray Perkins? Not a whole lot. It just when when he left, he um, you know, he left on his own to go back to Alabama. He um, it, it, the, you know, the Giants they had made the playoff in eighty playoffs in eighty one, but they didn't. There wasn't real promising back back then. Phil Sims was he was fighting for the starting job with Scott Bruner, and and Sims was injured that. a lot, and he, yeah, and he didn't look like he was really going to be a star quarterback, and he turned it around when Parcells got there. Yeah. So okay, Eugene Goo. Kennedy. Okay. Now, now, did you know there's even a player named Goo? He must have been a big, <laughs> big kind of, you know, doughboy kind of guy. A power forward and center for mostly in the ABA, some in the NBA. 
Uh, Dennis Minkey, though, 80 years old, Milwaukee and Atlanta, Houston, Cincinnati. Everybody remembers him. And he was in the Joe Morgan trade. We'll talk about uh, who was in that trade. Uh, Billy DeMars, he played a very le- briefly in the major league, but he was a longtime MLB coach, mostly with the Phillies. Gordon Forbes, 86 years old, uh, South African tennis player. <coughs> Phil Lins, uh, infielder uh, for the Yankees and the Mets and so forth. And, uh, and we have the story about his harmonica playing and he and oh, Yogi yeah. getting into a fight. I remember that. Uh, let's see. We have Jimmy Collins, 74, New Mexico State player. And then they played for the NBA oh. Bulls and also Illinois assistant and Illinois Chicago head coach. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. William Bird, Averick nicknames. Good, good nicknames today. 68 NBA and ABA player. And uh, uh, Alex Olmedo from Peru and the U.S. tennis player, 84 years old. And Pierre Lacroix with uh, the uh, Quebec and Colorado. And he was the executive, uh, won two Stanley Cups. Of course, a with, very good GM at the time. Yes. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Oh, and also, the one we got today was Jeannie Morris, who uh, did a lot of sports writing and sports casting in Chicago and uh, wrote the Brian Piccolo uh, autobiography. Uh, so yep. that's, that's pretty cool. So yeah, anyway. Not the A-list type, but a lot of B, no. a lot of the next-level down type people. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're pretty interesting people. The two, so. the, I would say the two biggest names on that list are Dennis Minkey and Ray Perkins. So yeah, oh, yeah, I would say so, unless you're from Chicago, because that, you know, I'm sure she is well-remembered in Chicago. Right. So anyway, so Sean, why don't you get us rolling and talk about the poll question, too? All right, yeah, the poll question, which will come in later. You know, we've been covering the sports and announcers. We're going to talk about some of your favorite highlights slash studio shows, either weekly highlight shows or like your studio pregame, postgame, halftime type shows. They're going to be past, present, some of those shows that you like. Uh, What about about radio talk shows, Sean? Is that a different category? Oh, I think that's can, a different category. That's okay. a different category. Right. Yeah, talk shows, like sports yeah. talk shows, radio or TV. I think it's totally different. These, yeah. okay. these are kind of like your highlight shows. Okay, but you could also you could do you could do if you want to do some local uh, pregame shows or things that you thought were really good with your you know tangential to yeah. your games. Right. You, know, okay. you could do that too okay. if you want to mention, but but not a talk show. We'll do talk right. shows another day. Okay, yeah, that's another. That'll come at a later date. But okay. anyway, and of course you can call in by downloading the Zoom app or doing dialing 646-876-9923 and 287-723-4600. Hit pound key twice, star nine, raise your hand, alt Y on the computer, uh, then we'll call you to unmute yourself uh, on the phone there. And so star six and alt A, uh, respectively. Also, do not forget 712-432-3642. Board nine is the Sports Lounge board. Board 13 is the Schedules board. You want to leave us information or any, if you're listening throughout the week, or even if you're listening now and you don't want to call in, you can leave us a message. Send it to sportslounge at allthingsradio.net, 773-572-7715. Hit town Q and bypass that greeting. Or 800-693-0595, option two. You can check those out. So anyway, yeah. Another another thing, Sean, before we get started, we don't do do this often, but we all, uh, with that 773 number that Sean gave you if you for whatever reason would like to talk to you know just give us something one of us individually you can do that too that is not a problem uh my box is 3021 after the 773572 chris yours is 3127 and robert what would yours be Uh, mine would be 6232 
And okay. John so if you, is 7715. And Sean is yeah. 7715. So if you, uh, if you want to talk to one of us individually, you are welcome to do that. And mine is 30806. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I've got a box with all the shows, too, by the way. But it's 30806. Yeah, the one we'd love to see. Yeah, a box of shows, yeah. I've got a box of shows. Three zero zero six. Yeah. So okay. you can do that if you would like to. Yeah. But well, I think the other note. All of us. I think the only note that we had in the NFL was the firing of uh, the, the defensive coordinator of the Raiders and uh, Robert. Why don't you talk about that and just uh, you know that way we can kind of cover the Raiders, Raiders game right off the bat. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I thought, you, I thought you'd right. want to cover well, it. Well, the game, the game we can do later. But what I'm okay. saying is basically uh, the plight of the uh, of the poor Raiders fans. Um, well, okay. Um, yeah, Paul Gunther uh, hit the road, Jack. Don't come back no more, kind of thing. He he was fired after the game on Sunday. Because the the Colts uh, won the game rather easily, they beat them yep, by seven. We'll talk about that points. later. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last, uh, both last year and this year, um, last year we started six and four. We wound up seven and nine. And uh, Paul Gunther was the defensive coordinator for all last year. This year we start six and four. We're currently seven and six. Uh, we definitely need a change on defense because I, I don't know if uh, we're going to find out if it was a coordinator because my, as of right now, I don't know whether it was a coordinator or whether it's the players themselves or the kind of scheme they're playing on defense. But right now we're like, we're like a, a cheese grater. You can, you can pretty much just slice this up. Uh, if you have a decent offense, you can pretty much do what you want. And, and Rod and, Marinelli is the new defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, for right? the rest of the year. Yep, for the rest of the okay. year. Yep, so All there right. you go. So I think that's the only – anybody else got any NFL notes that I missed? I think we can get right into the scoreboard this week. No, just, just no, I think that was it. Okay. All right. So, Perry, you got the scores? You want me to do them or uh, you got I them there? I do have them. Let me push this All right. button here. Yep. And the first score on the list, Chris, you'll be interested in this game, Rams 24, <laughs> Patriots uh-huh. 3. And you were you were too. And, um, yes. Well, this was <laughs> – But, but okay. we were on totally opposite ends of that score. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is – this was ridiculous. The Patriots, I mean, they're, these uh, yahoos have been talking, and I've been complaining about them talking. And luckily, I don't listen to much uh, local sports talk around here, and that's why. Because they just talk about, you know, the Patriots, Patriots, Patriots all the time. And occasionally, they remember there are other teams in town. But they, they supposedly have a path to the playoffs. Well, the path to the playoffs, I think, included beating the Rams. Well, they didn't beat the Rams, but they're, they're still, I guess, still talking about a path to the playoffs. But oh, this yeah. was basically as bad as they played. They played so well against the Chargers. They played that bad against the Rams. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. Uh, Cam Newton threw a bad interception. I mean, it was just a ridiculous uh, situation. And and the Rams, uh, you know, really did well. And uh, they're in good spot. They're they will cut running that down. But they're the third seed right now in the NFL. And um, what what was your side of it there, Perry? I thought the same thing you did. I thought the Rams played a pretty good game. It was you know they they had uh, McVeigh had mentioned that Goff needed to hold on to the ball better. He did a better job in this game. So I'm guessing the coach is happy this week good yeah cam newton uh, he's for the, in the last three games he's thrown for like a total of 270 yards yeah that's ridiculous yeah. That's, yeah yeah i know and uh cam Akers for the rams uh, he's he's taking taking hold of that backfield in the rams and looking real good yep that's right and that's for right. those who are looking forward to jared Sidham, i don't i don't think you're going to see much there i think bill no. bill the gm is going to have to spend some money on a quarterback let's see if he well, can bill do the that. gm is his own is the coach's worst enemy boy i'm telling you yeah. bill the gm 
And there's not a there's not a great class of free agent quarterbacks this year. Though. No, there really no. isn't. No, no. Well, you can get uh, Carson Wentz because the Eagles will drive him to. Well, your I don't know if he can with his contract. Well, I guess oh, you could if you wanted, but, but his contract is his, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't his, think they will His do that. contract is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Sean, Sean, you'll be interested in this one, and Jamal, I'm sure, will comment on it later on. <laughs> Bears thirty six, Texans seven. Not really much to say about it. It was not really much of a game. <laughs> yeah, no, well, was. David, Tr- David Montgomery played. ran one in for 80 yards yep. right at the start, and Trubisky yeah. threw three touchdown passes. That's yeah. pretty yeah. amazing. And I'm know? sure Jamal will have lots to say. Well, to it was, let me put it to you this way. They switched in this market, and most of Texas on CBS, they switched to the Kansas City-Miami game at halftime. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Now, now to, be, to, be fair, to be fair, the Texans were playing with a few players uh, either on the injured list, or I think they had a yeah, few David on the COVID Johnson list. Yeah, oh, yeah. Johnson, no Brandon Cooks, no, of course, no Fuller. Yeah. He's gone for the year. Yeah. yeah. This but this was, by the way, up. we should point out this was rivalry week. I was playing my team was playing Perry's team. Sean was playing Jamal, and then uh, and, and, and we have Bill and uh, and Robert. Robert. That's correct. Yes, yeah, but this was one rivalry mediocre week. Mediocre team beating another mediocre. Team. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys okay. thirty, Bengals seven. It was a good return to Cincinnati for Andy Dalton. He didn't play badly, so that was a good return yeah. to Cincinnati. Yeah, and the Cowboys got a win. He threw for two touchdowns, and then there were three Bengal fumbles, and well, what are you going to do? It's, uh, the Bengals were yeah. just as back to being the Bungles again. I wonder what Dalton's future is going to be, whether he'll wind up staying in Dallas or, or whether... Well, he may come. Remember, there was talk he might, might have come here, yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Bill is probably watching the film on him pretty closely just to see, yeah. you know, what... what yeah. I don't know. Newton has certainly regressed. Whatever's happened to Newton, I don't know what it is. He's been injured. We know that a couple of times since the Super Bowl, but he's not the quarterback he was. But Dalton is probably closer to what he was. Now the question we know that uh, Newton had a higher upside. So, but uh, Dalton, I think, will get some consideration if if uh, he's available, and I would imagine he will be. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure that might that might solve your problem temporarily in New England. We'll see. Yeah, if he can't if he can't pick up another quarterback that's uh, in, from college, move up. Chiefs thirty three, Dolphins twenty seven. That was a, that was probably the best of the opening, you know, the early games. Yes. And uh, yep. yeah. Miami, they got up ten to nothing. They fell behind thirty to ten, and then they you <laughs> kind of thought Kansas City would pull away, and I'll be darned. Here came the Dolphins right back. So I mean, they really they represented yeah. themselves. I thought very well in this game. Yeah, yeah. Really making a lot. making a habit of blowing the you know they're holding on, but the but the leads are shrinking, and it's like they yeah, don't have a good closer. Right? Yeah. Yep.
Packers 31, Lions 24, and uh, Detroit always plays Green Bay tough in Detroit. Yep, they yep. do. And uh, Rodgers went rolling along. And, uh, you know, basically uh, the Packers, uh, they were scoreboard watching because they knew that the Saints were struggling, and that, that was important to them. So they, they kept it going. The Lions hung in with them, but uh, basically you just knew that uh, he threw t- Rodgers threw three and ran one in. So it was uh, yeah. all Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. Yep. Yep. And at the end of the game, Stafford got crumpled up pretty good. Uh, he's kind of iffy for this uh, game. He may, oh, and, and they said today, he's on my he, fantasy team. Here we go. Uh, he said that they said today they, he may not play, and I don't know who yeah. the backup is in Detroit. That's and he's game. a tough guy, so if he goes out, you know he's hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's had well, he's had the two COVID scares. He did. He of course had that thumb injury, but Chase Daniel yeah. was their backup. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Cardinals 26, Giants uh, 7. <laughs> Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> it's a bad day all around for the Giants. Everybody yeah, else was. in the Division Everybody else won. In Division 1, yeah. And, you know, and the most depressing thing about it was that looking towards the future, I mean, well, I don't know if Daniel Jones should have played. Um, he just didn't look right. But but he also made some bad decisions, from what I heard on, with Bob Hopper on the radio. Well, and I when, you look at, when you I look at Daniel, the Daniel Jones and the, and the game that, that the, the number one pick had Anthony Thomas the left um, tackle. It, it really didn't look like it was a good day for the Giants' future. <laughs> um, yeah. I watched the game on TV, Rick, because that's the early game we got out here, and yeah. uh, it honestly looked like Daniel Jones uh, should not have played. He he didn't move as no. well as he normally did, no. and uh, I, I think Joe Judge and company made a big mistake in, in having him play this week. Now, the Giants may still have lost, uh, but I think they would have been more competitive had a healthy Colt McCoy played. Uh, it was, it was like you said, a bad day for the Giants. Yeah, and, it, and, and the you, know, you see that they gave up. Yeah, you see they gave up 26 points. But I'm telling you that with the position the offense was putting them in, that, oh, yeah. the Giants' defense played a great game. They did. They did. They did. And the Cardinals really did not play. They played okay, but I mean, they didn't play a great game either. No, no, no they did not. No, they no. did not. Well, like I said, if they had coaching, they'd be a decent team. If they had a decent yeah. coach, they'd be a Buccaneers 26, Vikings 14, and as according to Paul Allen, Dan Bailey is broken. He it's missed broken. Yeah, he missed three <laughs> field goals. What did he miss? Three field goals? Three field and goals and an extra field goals yep. and extra points. So he left 10 points on the field, and, uh, you know, they had to go for two at one point, which they got, by the way. But, yeah, yeah I mean, this was the <laughs> – this just was was uh, terrible. I mean, I don't know. Has he been cut? Do you, you know? I have not heard that he's been cut, but Mike Zimmer said they will analyze the situation yes. this week. Yeah. Well, this is usually when they would do that, so you would think. Uh, I don't know what they can do, actually, though, because the, the uh, practices are closed for a couple of days. This uh, Maybe tomorrow they have kickers in. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, they, they this is ridiculous, you know, to have a situation like this because they, they were contending for the playoffs, and now they're really on the, you know, uh, kind of on, you know, at a disadvantage, yeah, well, and they could have won that game. Uh, with Arizona's win, uh, that puts them ahead of Minnesota for yeah. the playoff position. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but Brady came back. He, he did okay. You know, he did a, had a pretty good, decent game. So uh, they're, they're kind of back on track through two touchdowns. Yeah. I guess Ronald Jones for Timber Bay had uh, thumb surgery today. So I don't know oh, what his yeah. status is going to be. Yeah. Broncos 32, Panthers 27. That was an okay game. I didn't, frankly, I don't know much about what happened because yeah. I didn't know through four touchdown passes. That was yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. no, that was a pretty competitive game for two teams that aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, and uh, Denver had a punt return, too. So, right. uh, you know, the, the, it was, you know, decent game, back and forth, pretty evenly matched. 
You can tell it missed two extra points. You can tell it You can tell it wasn't on the list of games though that are high interest because eighty no. uh, they didn't really eighty eight really didn't focus much on it. No, no they didn't. Nope. Titans thirty one, Jaguars ten. The Jaguars this might have been their worst game. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. I, you know, you can only, uh, you know, if you're never winning and you don't get any rewards and the same thing happened to the Jets later on, you know, you're you're just going to get to the point where you kind of mail one in. Uh, okay, everybody mails one in uh, once once or twice a year, no matter who you are. And uh, they, they totally did. But Derrick Henry was his usual self. You know, he just uh, what, he had two rushing touchdowns, yeah. 222 total yards. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, he keeps on rolling. That's for sure. And Jacksonville begs Glennon and brought back Minshew. Yeah. Yeah, Halfway through the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Colts 44, Raiders 27. Bill? Just probably a pretty good game, except the second half for the Colts. The offense could pretty well do what it wanted to do. The defense made the big plays when they had to. And uh, some key interceptions, of course. And the game could have changed. The Raiders were driving, getting ready to score. Bingo, interception right there. And just the big plays. And that's why the Colts are 9-4, and because they can make the big plays usually. Usually, I say. Yeah. It's it's amazing to look at these teams. You know, you look at a team like Cleveland and the Colts, and who would have ever thought that either of them would be 9-4? You know, I mean, it's just... The AFC is just a little better than the NFC. Well, the NFC East is horrible, but even the NFC uh, North isn't the best. And, and you know, so you, you really, the AFC is kind of dominating this year. But some of these teams, uh, you know, 9-4 and four records usually get you something pretty high. They might be fifth and sixth seeds and stuff with 9-4 and four records. That's amazing. Yeah. And meanwhile, the NFC, you're going to get somebody in there with 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight or whatever they're going to have. So. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, no, big, yeah. Big game for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it, it was a horror film for me to watch. What can I say? <laughs> Seahawks right. forty, Jets three. Not That's too much. To, not yeah. too much to say <laughs> on that game. Well, this has to be one of the, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously we're not, you know, we deal with the Jets every year, twice a year, but Patriots fans, we're not far away. This has got to be one of the worst moments in Jets history. I mean, they've had some bad teams, but 40 to three, I mean, that is horrible. Russell Wilson threw four touchdown passes and it's just, uh, you know, Seattle has been up and down. They've, they haven't been a great team. They should have been good. And again, they're a nine and 14, you know, nothing to sneeze at, but you know, a lot of teams that aren't that the Giants just beat them. The Patriots played them, played them, played them close. They had hadn't blown anybody out like this. I don't remember. No, not all year. No. Russell Wilson was sat down in the third quarter. He was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Geno Smith was playing against yes. the Jets. <laughs> oh, Smith. Oh, yeah. And that, that brings back memories for Jets fans, I'm sure. I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. right. It also Eagles brings back tw- nasty memories for Giants fans. <laughs> yeah, the guy, yeah. He's the guy that started when they finally sat um, Eli Manning down. Yeah, he, he right. broke the consecutive game streak. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. Eagles 24, Saints 21, and that was, uh, it's not a devastating loss, but it was a costly loss for the Saints yes. because yes. the Packers have passed them for the top seed now. Yep. Sean Payton, I mean, Taysom Hill, this thing, you know, it's not going to, you have Jameis Winston, you got him on the sheet to bring him in. Now, would he have maybe won the game? I don't know, but he has, you know, I mean, you got to at least try him out a little bit. Sean Payton's got this thing, oh, we brought him in on the sheet, but we're going to. Yes. 
They're going to keep pushing Taysom well, Hill. You wonder, if they're, Taysom see, you wonder if they're seeing some things in practice that we haven't seen. Maybe they have seen things that lead them to believe that Jameis Winston is not a better option. Well, that could be. Uh, I, mean, yeah, I, I think Hill played a pretty good game. He, he threw he for almost 300 yards. You know, which I don't think it was him. It was the, de- it was the defense. You know, and they couldn't. They couldn't. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts, so a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. The story is Jalen Hurts came in, and I don't know if he's the quarterback of the future yet. But if he has some more, and but they got to pay off Carson Wentz's contract. Well, yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. And for Carson, for Carson Wentz, he has fifty nine million dollars the next two years, and if they cut him. Uh, either after this season or after next season, they're going to have loads of dead money on the salary yep. cap. So yep. they're, they're kind of stuck with Carson Wentz. And yep. who wants to trade for him right now? Nobody I does. also just heard Sean Payton say, just before we got on the air here, that um wasn't talking at all about this year, but he did say, when Drew Brees retires, Jameis Winston will have a chance to win the job. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, okay. So, okay. Chargers 20, Falcons 17. That was a game-winning field goal with two seconds to go. And I was listening on Channel 8 and 88, and, boy, that Chargers announcer sounded less exciting than somebody who's <laughs> asleep. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, this is, yeah, we're going to get to the schedule later, but it's between uh, Brent Musburger and uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? Uh, Money Matt, Smith. Matt, 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 Money. Matt Smith. Yep. Yeah. It, it, either it's Brent or I'm going to go with Brent. I'm sorry. This guy is bad. Well, you, Chris, bad. you could also go with um, Westwood One. I don't know who's doing that game for them. So you could go with them too. Yeah. I could. Yeah, you know, I'll probably go with I like to As long as it's not too. Spiro Dietz, like last Thursday. Oh, oh man. Jeez. Oh, yeah. And it might and be team with, with Anthony game. Lynn. Yeah. Anthony Lynn had another terrible series at the end of the first half when the, the Chargers ran the clock out and couldn't get the field goal team on in time. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's running the special teams because yeah. he fired after the Patriots yeah. team. He fired the special teams coach. Yeah. He's yeah. running it. So yeah. it's all on. You know, he's, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, football team, 23, 49ers, 15. Um, they're in first place, by the way, for anybody who cares. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Are. And, the, and the 49ers are sliding slowly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to defend the 49ers here. They have so many players, yes. they're, they're top players that are out. This is yeah. not the real 49ers that we're seeing. So no, I, I, can't, I, I cannot blame uh, Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch for any of this. And uh, that's history, folks. A Raider fan just defended the 49ers. Which, well, not only that, but they, they've had to go play in Arizona, you know, do all, everything in Arizona for two weeks. They've been like on the road and not yeah. lost both of those games in Arizona. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just not their year. And really, what you... out now and, and, and most of them went for an MRI today. And there's just everybody on that offense has been injured. Yeah. yeah. And once you get past Garofalo, I mean, Mullins is okay. Bethard is okay. Yeah. But, yeah. They're, they're, you know, yeah. I don't know if Bethard would have made a difference in this game or not, but no, you know, mm-hmm. Bill, 26 Al, Al, Steelers, 15. Okay. Well, Buffalo, uh, you know, they were kind of, you know, slow, off to a slow start there. And then you kind of had the feeling yeah. the Steelers were going to take control of the game. But then all of a sudden that interception and uh, they ran that back and that was it. And, you know, really uh, Buffalo then after that uh, kind of took control. Josh Allen threw two touchdown passes and they're uh, really complaining. I was reading a little bit in the Pittsburgh paper uh, today and they're really uh, not happy with, uh, they said they almost want to bring back those quarterbacks from last year because Roethlisberger is not throwing deep and they don't know why. No, no. The Steelers, the Steelers are showing that they are not the 11-0 and team that they started out, really. Because even in their game against Baltimore, and you look at their game against Tennessee, they've had two or three games that 
I mean, they luckily escaped in their 11 0 run, and then you have Buffalo, and then the week before, you know, week before losing, you know, and everything just, you know, they they just, I don't know. I think they're not, they're not, they're definitely showing that they're not the number one seed, and they're not the number one seed, but I mean, it'll work out maybe when we get to schedule here in a minute for next week, hopefully, but, you know, according to Colin Cowherd, he said Pittsburgh is probably about the eighth best team in the league. Yeah, I, that's not right. I would not go down that six, far. I don't know. Uh, four or five. I mean, they've had some devastating injuries on defense. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, but but Connor came back and they still can't run the ball. Devontae no. Johnson's still dropping passes. And uh, and you're you're right about Big Ben because it, uh, it's almost like that arm injury last year had taken his arm strength away. Yeah, but I don't even know what's. It's almost like he doesn't want to get hit. He wants to get the ball out before they can hit him. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not like him. No, yeah, that's not. You used to have people hanging all over him when you were throwing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, in probably the game of the week, Ravens yeah. forty-seven, Browns forty-two, and uh, this was back and forth. I mean, Cleveland got down by fourteen. They came back, took a one-point lead. Then um, Baltimore went down, scored. Cleveland came back, scored, and then Baltimore went down, kicked a field goal, and then Cleveland they kept a play going for I'll bet thirty, forty seconds, and wound up in at a Baltimore safety. So if you <laughs> took the points, you weren't real happy about that. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, or Jalen Hurts, I mean, Lamar Jackson, well, Lamar Jackson, of course, left the game. That's when Cleveland came in and did that 14 points, and he left. He was cramping. He had to go get, so he did not, what people were saying they thought happened did not happen. It was not a bowel movement on the field that he had to leave. It was, he was cramping and had to go get some uh, fluid in him, so, and then he came back and won the game. And tried to that was a, that was a strange, yeah. I don't know, but that was a strip because in watching the game on TV, they said he left, you know, was cramping. I, I think it was Lisa Salters had reported that from the sideline. Right. But then within a, but then the, within a minute or two of, of game time, when the announcers talking, they, they made a couple of comments like um, Lamar Jackson back in the, uh, you know, back in the clubhouse um, not, for whatever reason. Like, they didn't believe her. Like, uh, this rumor came out well, no, like, the rumor right away. That, you know? that he had an accident. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't know how it happened that fast and got to the announcers, and yeah. they were they were doubting it. When the sideline reporter told them, told them there was cramps. You know? yeah. and, and, that, and that's her well, job. He said, that's what he said today. He said he, he was cramping, and he said when he came yeah. off, he told him he said he needed to go into the locker room and get some salt in his system to get, you know, to get back. Uh, yeah, and and that game last night, it it made history. It was only the second time that two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks faced off on Monday Night Football. Obviously, it's happened. Yeah, and the, the only the only other time that uh, two Heisman Trophy quarterbacks faced off on Monday Night Football, and I I found this hard to believe, but it's true. Yeah. Was a game was a game between the Dallas Cowboys, Roger Stallback, and the San Francisco Forty ers Jim Plunkett. Oh, no, wasn't no. Yeah. It was the Dallas. It was Cowboys and the Raiders. It was Jim no, Plunkett. No, it was the Forty ers when he was in San Francisco. Okay. Sean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just traded him to San Francisco first, and then yeah. he went to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. It was in seventy seven. Yep. And he was we've a 49er. The, we've gotten through the week, so let's. Here's what let's do. Let's give Chris a chance to really catch his breath. I know he's. I know he's tired. All this. Yeah. We've been going for a half hour. Yeah. Let's take our break, and we'll come back and give you the standings and the schedule. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. 
Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are back, so uh, we're now ready, Chris, for the standings and the schedule. I don't think we have a lot of changes for next week, do we? Uh, Well, you know, I had what I had. Well, we'll get to the schedule in a minute. Let's do the standings, and then I'll explain, because the schedule had five to-be-determines in the Braille. So what I had to do was assume that nothing was going to be on a network it shouldn't be, and uh, so that's what I've done. Uh, Well, we'll we'll correct you if there's anything to correct. I mean, you know, there was no way to know. But anyway, let's do the standings first. AFC East, Buffalo 10-3. By the way, the Patriots' streak of winning the division is over because they're eliminated from winning that. Uh, Miami eight and five, but, but so Buffalo hasn't quite run the division. They got two game lead with three to go. Patriots six and seven. The Jets, as we know, zero and thirteen. AFC North, Pittsburgh eleven and two. Cleveland nine and four. So uh, that win helped uh, the Steelers. Uh, the win by the Ravens helped because it kept uh, the Browns off their heels. Cleveland nine and four. Baltimore eight and five. Cincinnati two ten and one. AFC South, Tennessee nine and four. Indianapolis nine and four. They're still fighting it out. Houston four and nine, Jacksonville one and twelve, AFC West, Kansas City won the division. <clears throat> They're twelve and one. The Raiders are seven and six. Denver four and uh, five and eight, and the Chargers are four and nine. NFC East, the uh, Washington Football Team leads it at six and seven. Giants are five and eight. Philadelphia four eight and one, and Dallas four and nine. So everybody's in it a little bit. They're all in it. Yeah, yeah, they are. And, and and now the Eagles, I I know the Eagles fans are really you know schizophrenic. So like they were ready to jump off bridges a week or two ago. Now they got this quarterback and they beat the Saints. Yeah, they're ready to go. They're going to figure they're going to go seven eight and one and win a playoff game or two. <laughs> they're ready to roll. I I just know. I haven't even listened to Philadelphia talk radio, but I know how they are. NFC North, Green Bay ten and three, Chicago six and seven. So the Packers have won that division. They may have already won it. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. they Minnesota. did. As of as of Sunday, they clinched it. That's correct. That's right. yeah, they clinched. The Bears are six and seven. Minnesota six and seven. Detroit five and eight. NFC South, New Orleans ten and three. Tampa Bay uh, eight and five. So they've all but won it. The Saints have. Atlanta four and nine. Carolina four and nine. And the West, the Rams are at nine and four. And Seattle's at nine and four. So they're fighting it out. Arizona six and seven and six. And San Francisco five and eight. So the seedings right now in the AFC 
Kansas City is now the number one seed. Pittsburgh, number two. Buffalo, number three. Tennessee, number four. Cleveland and the Colts are five and six in some order. I don't know what um, order. Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland beat, beat the Colts this year. Yeah. Okay, then. They're five. Yeah. The Colts are yeah. six. And then we have Baltimore at seven and Miami eight. And, again, that's uh, whatever they weigh that I, out. I, I don't know how that tiebreaker works. I, I don't think know. it's – right now I think it's um, – Baltimore has got a better conference record by half oh, a game. Of okay. 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 So, but that'll change because half a game. And Miami is yeah. eight, and the Raiders are nine. Yeah. In the yeah. NFC, Green Bay one, New Orleans two, Ram three, Washington four. Remember, these top four get to host games. Seattle, as a matter of fact, you'll see on the schedule that could be a playoff preview. Seattle is number yeah. five. Tampa Bay is number six. Arizona is seven. And uh, then uh, they, yeah, Minnesota the that are they, not in, are, um, well, Minnesota and Chicago would be the uh, eight and nine teams right. that are, would not be in the playoffs right now. So, okay, looking at the schedule for a week, uh, whatever week this is, 15, yeah. 15. Okay. Okay, on Thursday night, 17th, the Chargers are at Las Vegas, 8.20 p.m. on Fox and NFL Network. Then on Saturday the 19th, we have Buffalo at Denver, 4.30 on NFL Network, and Carolina at Green Bay, 8.15 on the NFL Network. Sunday the 20th, Detroit, and I'm, again, I'm going to just give the networks that they should be on, and if they change them for these two BDs, uh, I don't know about it. Okay. Detroit, Tennessee, 1 p.m. on Fox. Houston at Indiana, Indianapolis, 1 p.m. on CBS. Tampa Bay at Atlanta, 1 p.m. on Fox. Patriots at Miami, 1 p.m. on CBS. Chicago at Minnesota, 1 p.m. on Fox. San Francisco at Dallas, 1 p.m. on Fox. That game was moved up, uh, taken off a Sunday night game. Uh, Seattle at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. That playoff review we talked about, perhaps. Jacksonville at Baltimore, 1 p.m. on CBS. Philadelphia at Arizona, 4 or 5 p.m. on Fox. Kansas City at New Orleans, 425 p.m. on CBS. That should be good. Yeah, that uh, should be good. And, yeah, and then the the uh, Jets and the Rams, uh, they will be playing, I assume, at 425 on CBS. That yeah, they're 405 on Fox. 405 they're, they're, on Fox. Oh, they moved it to Fox? Okay. Yeah, this is right. 405, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, whatever. And uh, nobody wanted it, and uh, very badly anyway. <laughs> Cleveland at the Giants, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. You, all you can hope is the Browns are tired, Rick. They might be. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for a letdown game. Yeah, that's right. Hey, it's not a conference game. That's what people forget. Some of these non, some of these uh, interconference games, uh, you know, do get to be letdown games because they, right. you know, they don't count as much in the standings. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it was, hey, they got the one day uh, less rest than the Giants played so badly. Browns did play a good game last night. So, And Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, uh, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, what do you bet there's a couple of fights in that game? I'm sure there will be. <laughs> and, yeah, Pittsburgh, uh, should, this, they should be able to rebound. Oh, yeah, game. no. no they'll rebound this about, one. Oh, no, yeah. I think they'll, they'll beat Cincinnati. It's just the idea Cincinnati always fights Pittsburgh anyway. So right. That's just the way it goes. Well, we're just about done with the NFL. So if anybody wants to get in on the NFL, raise your hand now. And we'll get to you in the next little bit. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's about it on the NFL. Yep. Okay. So I guess we can go on to college football. So, oh, wait uh, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, we do we have uh, Jamal. If you want to unmute, un- yep. unmute Jamal, we would be able to hear you. Here comes the Chicago Bears stuff. <laughs> Hello. How are y'all doing? We're good. good. We're good, Jamal. I want to talk about the NFL. Okay. I'm okay. the Bears one. Uh, Trubisky had a nice game. Now, I'm wondering if the Bears let Trubisky go. I just wonder where he'll land number one. And number two, uh, that was an interesting game last night between the Browns and Ravens. I'll be honest with you, at the halftime in 2013, when I was sitting at my desk, the next thing I know, I wake, I what goes off on this team. 
He said he ended the game. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck happened? <laughs> so, so with your question about Trubisky, what is his? What are he and Foles' contract situations? I mean, they've both been yeah, up and down at best. So, uh, what what is the idea as far as well, what are people well, saying that uh, who's well, got well, the well, options well, or what? Trubisky contract expires at the end of the season. Yep. And and Foles does not season. correct. Right. I don't Foles, think Foles is going to be there. Right. Although, okay. Nick to me, Nichols, frankly, is overrated. You know. <laughs> I mean, well. Again, Trubisky's in the same category as Dalton. You know, that'd be somebody the Patriots would look at. Yeah, you know, you figure, it, you, you know, he might be young enough to be moldable a little bit. And I think Newton had a little bit, maybe too much swagger for Bill. I, I, I imagine they got along okay, but I'm having a feeling it after it's over. The Patriots have the way, and the people will tell you this around here. After somebody leaves, they'll say, yeah, but you know, this is a, the way they were. And they do that all the time. And and so you're going to hear that this is the way, Ken, you know, there was a time before the so-and-so game and he and Bill had the thing and you know we're going to hear this after they go it's not going to necessarily be not true it's just that's what Patriots do they're known for that so yep. they, they, we won't hear about it during, while it happens but uh, you know so I, I think I don't think, is, Zol- I don't uh, think Zolak uh, is a big fan though no he is not no he is not <laughs> not at all Okay. Can I bring up one more thing about the NFL? (laughs) It it occurred to me in last night's game, and and that's what brought it up. We've talked before about coaches going for two points, and sometimes we understand why they do it. And it happened last night when when the Browns were behind 34 to 20, and they got a touchdown. They went for two. And we've seen this happen before. And and the announcers keep saying the analytics say you go for two there, which I've never understood. No. Well, I kind of heard it a little explained for the first time last night. I don't know if I still buy it, but at least it makes a little bit of sense now. What they're saying is that when you're behind by 14 points and you score, you got to get two touchdowns. They're saying that the, the rate for, for uh, succeeding on the two-point conversion is just about 50%. Right. So they're saying if you go for two points on both of those scores, the, the stats say you're probably going to get one of them and you'll end up tied. Okay. Well, the thing is, okay, the thing is if you're probably going to get one of them, if the one you get is the first one, then you can kick the second one and win the game. That's right. So, I mean, it it makes a little bit of sense. (laughs) Consequently, though, if you miss the first one, now you're chasing points. Yeah, but, then you, but then you go for the second one, and, and, and if stats, you know, if stat, you know, they don't always work. But if stats hold out, you know, probability holds out, you're going to get the second one. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're saying. I'm not saying I believe that, but yeah. I, I, I don't know if I buy that either. But uh, yeah. I think if you look at the end, I know there were a lot of extra points missed this weekend. But if you yes. look at the extra points, I'm going to say that you get 75 percent of them are kicked. Let's say maybe 80. So you, yeah, you go for two 80s. Yeah. I'd go for two 80s over two 50s. You know what I mean? That's still more numbers for me. You know, uh, you, you might miss an extra point, and then well, you yeah, go yeah, for the two fifties. But, you, but what you're saying is you're going for two eighties more than two fifties. Except for the two fifties, you only have to get one of those. The two eighties, you have to True. get both of them. Yeah. True, you yeah. do. But I, I think it's it, it's eighty compared to fifty is a lot more, a lot better. Yeah. I think. So you know, I told. Well, I'm just saying that's the way. It, 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 before it made absolutely no sense. Right. To me. It makes a little bit of sense now. I'm not right. Sure. right. I, I still don't. If you hear, it, right, yeah, but, yeah. When you hear it described, it does make a little yeah. bit of sense. Yeah. One thing that does make sense in in a game. Like sometimes it's forty-one to three, and somebody will go for two. Practice it. What the heck? You know, yeah. it, it, get, get it in the game. That's why I would do it. You're not. It's got nothing to do with different difference of the points. You're not going to catch up anyway. So right. I can see practicing at that point. But uh, yeah. that's about it for that that kind of thing. So okay, all right. So I guess we're ready for uh, college football. Ooh, I'm at it. All right. I'm at it, Sean. Some of the big stories coming out of there. Kevin Sumlin is out at Arizona. After that seventy to three loss 
Yeah. <laughs> he is out of Arizona. Uh, all of, as of right now, all 10 championships are still on schedule to be played. Of course, the big five, you have Oregon, who is filling in Washington because Washington still has COVID issues. Oregon is going to play USC, which is an interesting story on that one. They, Oregon and Colorado had moved their game to L.A. just in case Oregon had to step in for Washington or uh, USC, Colorado, anybody had to step in. So they, they were going to move that, but now it's you know Colorado. I don't know if they have it a game or not, but it's Oregon, USC, and then, of course, the Big Ten, since they changed their rule again, and Ohio State gets to play Northwestern, even though they only have the five games, they eliminated that six-game rule they made up. Uh, (laughs) Alabama, Florida, SEC, uh, then Notre Dame, Clemson, ACC, Oklahoma, Iowa State in the Big 12, and, of course, Notre Dame, Clemson is the rematch. Then you have Tulsa, Cincinnati, in the AAC, and uh, Coastal Carolina, which they're number 13. This is two ranked teams, uh, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, Lafayette, 13 and 19, playing for the Sun Belt. And I do not have the other three championships, the Conference USA, the MAC, and the Mountain West, but right now those aren't as relevant in who gets that highest-ranked group of five. As you know, in less than 15, 20 minutes here, we're going to have the rankings coming out, the last Tuesday night rankings, and then Sunday at noon Eastern, they will unveil the big four and the group of six because some bowl games have already been decided. Eleven bowl games have been canceled, plus a few teams, Boston College, Pitt. uh, I think there's about 11 teams that have opted out of bowl games because a lot of them are saying, you know, we've been cooped up here. We're not making, we're not going to make money at these bowl games, so we're opting out. Indiana Purdue is going to be made up this weekend. Texas A&M, Tennessee, and I will say this. The big three conferences, SEC, ACC, Big 12, they got through most of their schedule. Yeah, Texas and Kansas is the only one in the Big 12 that did not get played, along with Oklahoma, West Virginia. Notre Dame, Wake Forest did not get played. Uh, Texas A&M, Ole Miss did not get played. Ole Miss will play on Saturday, Sean. They're going to play at LSU. Yeah, they're playing the LSU game. They're they're doing that on. They're making that's a makeup. So I mean, all those conferences that worked it out all year, they managed to only have maybe two or three games that they lost in the conference. You know, not make it. Now, of course, going on last week's rankings, here's what needs to happen. This is what you're hoping. Our certain teams are hoping, and Jamal's chaos here. Texas A and M. Texas A and M wants Clemson to lose or Ohio State to lose because they're not going to take because you know Florida. I mean LSU took out LSU hadn't looked good all year, but they took out Florida there, and you know so Florida. Pierre just raised his hand, so I wonder if he wants to talk about that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Florida's not going to. You know they're not in the mix anymore. But then if you're Cincinnati or or Iowa State, you're going Clemson, Ohio State. Y'all need to lose. Y'all do need to lose. And then Cincinnati's going, Iowa State needs to lose. But Florida, you know, because, you know, they're, they're going to drop here in a few minutes. And then, like I said, Coastal Carolina's going, hey, Cincinnati, you go ahead and lose so we can be the best group of five going to one of these New Year's Six Bowls. But, yeah, let's see what Pierre has to say. I'll bet, <laughs> Pierre, if you want to go ahead and unmute, I'll bet you're going to tell us about last week's uh, Florida-LSU game. About the guy throwing the shoe. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it, we watched the SEC here. This is not surprising with a Dan Mullen team. He has a, a a tendency of his teams doing dumb things. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, but still, you know, how stupid can you be? You stop the guy at, on fourth and ten, you stop him, and then you pull his shoe off and throw it 20 yards down the field and get an unsportsmanlike penalty, you know. And it cost them the game, that one yep. thing. But, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I, you know, Sunday, I've never seen the Saints look as flat as they did Sunday. That was ridiculous. The, uh, the uh, defense just wasn't there. They didn't even show up. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and then our uh, our uh, real good field goal kicker, he tried to and missed them both. This was just a weekend of you can't make a field goal, I guess. Right. That poor but Minnesota I'm, yeah. the Vikings guy, I felt sorry for him. Oh, no kidding. They said he was walking off the field all alone by himself with his head yeah. hanging. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. Pierre, I'm thinking, Pierre, we're going to see some points scored in Baton Rouge on Saturday. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I think so too. Because well, I think say, both. I think both ways, you're going to see a lot of points. But uh, but they said that uh, uh, Ole Miss has the number one offense in the Southeastern Conference. They they do. They Ole Miss can score a lot of points. The problem is they give up points too. Yeah, they don't have a defense. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, a couple All other right. notes on college college football real quick. Was Army won America's game, you know, which this is the first year that it has been played that they've had other games played on that same day. They got America's game. And we Gus Malzahn, and I forgot to mention earlier, he's out at Auburn. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't. I don't think too many people. I don't think too many people are going to feel too sorry for Gus. He's going to get twenty-one and a half million out of it. No, yeah. And we had history. We had history on Saturday. We talked a couple weeks ago about Sarah Fuller being the first uh, woman to kick in a Power Five game. She scored, and then she kicked a couple extra points. And Vanderbilt lost to Tennessee, so now she's the first Power Five female or first female to kick or to score it for a Power 5 team. Because remember back in 2002, Katie Knight did it for New Mexico and mm-hmm. after she left color. But that, you know, that's some history okay. that was made. Smith they was lost. Uh, fired at Illinois. Yeah, no more love yes. in Illinois. No more Lovey Smith. Yeah, yeah no more Lovey and, Smith. Uh, the, uh, but he only gets, by the, by the way, though, he only yeah. gets $2 million. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, and a big uh, TV deal uh, for SEC yes. this week. Oh, yes. Yeah. Starting in 2024, the SEC and ESPN have signed an exclusive 10-year contract. I do not know the money value on it, but this has been rumored because I guess the SEC wasn't happy with CBS. So, see, so ESPN will be the exclusive home. ESPN slash ABC will be the want- exclusive home for all. Uh, SEC football and basketball games. So CBS, who knows if they're going to go out and get another uh, league? Oh, I'm CBS, sure. I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure they'll do something. Yeah, yeah CBS I, I, sports has been kind of dropping. Yeah. you know, because Turner kind of stepped in and saved them with March Madness a few years ago. They're kind of. I mean, they're still. They still have the NFL, but they've kind of. You know, they've lost a few things, and they're going to go after somebody because a lot of these leagues are up in 2024. Like, you could see the Big 12 stepping in and say, do we want to leave either ESPN or Fox and go to CBS? Or maybe even the ACC saying, hey, we're on ABC, but let's get a CBS game or something. You might see something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's right. So, and, uh, so I think, is that it for college football? That's it for college football, and then, like to college basketball, uh, a lot of the teams right now, they're playing kind of throwaway games. You're having a few, but it, t- it's finals going on, but you had Florida, Florida State, and the player collapsed. The name escapes me. Uh, Keontae Johnson. Keontae Johnson, yes. And uh, as, yeah. uh, today there was an update. Apparently 
His uh, parents said as of today, he is FaceTiming with teammates. He's talking to his doctors and he is responsive. So uh, we don't know why he collapsed, but it sounds like he's at least doing a little better. Yeah, and it's kind of because remember Hank Gathers, and of course you remember with Reggie Lewis, and yep. you know, but he's doing he's doing better. He's talking. He's yeah, he's yeah, and uh, also uh, he, I guess he was averaging nineteen point seven points, and he was uh, in in line to perhaps be the SEC Player of the uh, of the Year, and he's an NBA prospect. So we'll Definitely, see he, he is. Continue or not? Yes. Yeah. So that's probably about all on college basketball. Uh, let me get just a, just a, I guess on Saturday I didn't, didn't haven't seen the entire schedule, but there's a lot of top twenty five matchups coming up this Saturday. Uh, one of them will be uh, highly rated Iowa and highly rated Gonzaga. They'll be playing in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yes. So yep. on Saturday you might have a lot of college basketball to watch. Yeah, there's is a Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Where college, are they supposed? Yeah. Where is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be Hawaii? What are they? Where are they pretending they're? No, they uh, no this, this was just a neutral. It was a neutral up. site. It was just a neutral site game that that they it was set up be somewhere else. But they're, they're doing like I said. Sioux Falls is one of the kind of the bubble sites now, even for non-Hawaii games. Or now right. Sioux Falls was the Bahamas. Back oh, in Thanksgiving. okay. There they go. So but, they're going to the Bahamas. It'll just be ten. Well, they're not. They're well, they're not going to the Bahamas tournament. They're doing a new. It was supposed to have been a neutral site game at another location, but it's going to be there at Sioux Falls, where they also had the Bahamas tournament. Yeah. Now, when they get to conference play, are people just going to go to each other's buildings? What yeah. yeah. I don't. It's. It'll, I know the Missouri Valley is doing this, and I have not heard that anybody else is. Their games, like if Northern Iowa is playing Drake. What they're going to do is, is if Drake would go to, if you know, if they're scheduling it that you're going to play at Northern Iowa per se, you're going to play two consecutive days. So you'll play like a Friday, Saturday, a Saturday, Sunday, something no, like that, where you can get both games in and in one. I have not oh, heard so of others doing so with the Big Twelve. Uh, the Big Twelve they're going to each other's arenas because yes, Texas Texas was supposed to go to Baylor, but that game got postponed. Uh, Texas going to Kansas, Kansas State, all that you know coming up, and you know so they're all going to each other's SEC. They're going to each other's Pac twelve. They're at each other's Big Ten. All, all the big already teams. had Syracuse they're, here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all at each other's arenas. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that's an interesting, uh, unique way to do that. That's almost like college hockey, the the way they're doing that. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So I guess we're going to move on to baseball? Yes. Okay. Philadelphia hired uh, Dave Dombrowski. So, um, you know, here he goes again. I don't know about his fourth franchise, and we'll see if he can uh, bring them. uh, Yeah, let's see. uh, He's done Miami, Boston. And Detroit, uh, and now Philadelphia. And now Philadelphia. So that's four. See if if he can bring – they've already got the big superstar. So, uh, you know, we'll see if uh, they can get to, uh, you know, the promised land and then see where they go after that because that's what he does. He leaves the the cupboard bare, they tell us. Uh So we'll see. Uh, Now, I heard something on BZ today, but I didn't hear it yesterday because I didn't hear the news. Apparently, the Red Sox uh, signed Hunter Renfro, or they're going to? Uh, yeah, they are. They have. They they signed him and invited him to spring training. It's it's a it's a one year deal. Of course, Hunter Renfro played for the Padres last year, so right. And he's a pretty good player, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. So now the thing is that it brings into uh, the rumor mill uh, Jackie Bradley to the Phillies. That's that's where that guy's that's, going. That's that. one that I've heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Let's see what else we got. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Rose is out from MLB. TV, and I guess he was there 10 years, and it, it's not a, a issue where he said something he shouldn't have or anything of that sort, or they don't like his work. It's a, a, 
uh, situation apparently with the MLB. And now I guess that's owned by the team. So since all the teams had to cut back well, because it's of the owned fans by the league, fans. it's owned by the league and Fox. That's right. like the way oh, NBA Fox. TV okay. is owned by Turner and the NBA is co-owned by the same okay. thing. Right. All right. I think Fox distributes it, and they're Fox employees, kind of, but they're owned by the MLB. MLB has a lot of say because he was a Fox pregame guy before he went to MLB Network. That's right. And he was the ten-year host of Intentional Talk. Yeah. So that that was pretty good. He does and that. Then, and he, uh, yes, he was. He does that show with I believe it's Kevin Millar that hosts. Kevin Millar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. that'd be good. Kevin Millar is pretty pretty interesting. And then uh, the Mets signed uh, James McCann, catcher from the White Sox, and four years for forty million. Yeah. And they got their new GM, uh, who's Jared Porter, was an assistant in Arizona. Yep. And then the Cleveland Indians name will be changing to something. And hopefully they'll change it. I, I don't want to be spending my whole summer doing what I've been doing with the football. No, no, they're going to be the Indians this year in 2021. Okay. Yeah. And they're not going to have a new name until after. They're not going to do the baseball team. They're going to change. And they're saying, but so what they're doing, think about it. They're going to sell some Indians gear this year, I'm sure. That's right. The last yeah. year. Uh-huh. And, and you'll have, and some of the names I've heard, because of course before they they were originally the Spiders, then they were the Broncos for one year, and then the Naps, and then in twenty or in 1915 they became the Indians. But the Indians and the, the two names, Napoleon Lajoie was their big player, and that's why they were the Nap. And then uh, Louis Sakalexis was the Indians' big star uh, in the previous era or just before that, so that's why they became the Indians. They were actually named after an Indian. It wasn't like they just oh let's pick a yeah. you know. A, but I've they, heard that. One of the names that I've heard that they could go with, because they call them the tribe anyway, and certain Native American groups that were saying, that were talking to them said, you know, the tribe is not offensive. Yeah. So they've talked about going with the tribe. I've also heard something related to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Those are the two that I've heard. Yeah. Well, one thing I would do if I were them, the tribe is good, pride. The Cleveland, Cleveland pride. One of the things that Cleveland is always trying to instill in their city is pride. And so I think, you know, Hofstra is a pride, for example. They were an Indian name, too. So maybe something like that. We'll see. I, but, yeah, I, wonder, the if the, I wonder if the Braves are going to have to deal with this next. No, they're not because they're considered warriors. They're considered like Braves. They're honoring them Braves as warriors. Chiefs. Just, like, just yeah. like the Chiefs. Remember, originally Lamar Hunt did that because they called the mayor chief. But, right. And, and certain try certain schools in college and in high school, others that were known as the Indians, they've changed their names to honor like certain tribes. Like you think of the Miami of Ohio, they were the Indians. Now they're the Red Hawks or something. And then right. I think Arkansas State was kind of the same deal, and some others did that also. They honored some of the tribes. Mm-hmm. And Al Michaels is winning the Ford Frick Award yes. this year. So, again, I don't, and Perry, you understand this a little better than I do. I know there's different divisions for different years, but uh, this, uh, I always feel, nothing against Al Michaels. He's a good announcer, and he certainly uh, did the Reds games, did the Giants and all that. He was in the majors as a local announcer, but I always feel bad when our local guys don't get, uh, you know, get their, their due. But I guess there's certain, they do na- national things. Yeah, thing, they, they do, do it a on local a certain, thing, yeah, and, a certain year. It's one year it's a national, then a local, and. And, right. and remember, and Al, Al, Al hasn't done baseball in like what twenty years when, it, like, when they yeah. left NBC. Or no, Al hasn't no more than that because he hasn't done it since eight, the eighty nine World Series. I That's think, right. The last. And remember, last year I forget who got nominated, but they'll both go mm-hmm. in this year if baseball is allowed to have the induction ceremonies. Okay, and. Uh, and then I guess that's it for baseball. Do we have any more any thought, rumors um, or anything? 
Oh, wait, no, no the, I, the I thing thought... about the game, that, that story that Robert had, oh, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, we should get this in and then we can uh, clarify. No, there's, a a... Story, there's a story out that Robert uh, reported to us that they would perhaps start the baseball season in May. This is, uh, where did you get that, Robert, the Bleacher uh, uh, Yeah, Bleacher Report, and they're normally pretty reliable, but, and I normally try to give the writer credit, but no writer was listed, but uh, I even I even specified when I put the story out this morning, uh, this is not official, this is just... no. Yeah, this is just something that. No, oh, because they have to try. What they have to try to do is negotiate this, and as we know, I mean, we're still we don't know about the DH yet. That's in, that's of course yeah. impacting what teams can do with players. These two sides are about. I I don't know what to call them. Million miles They are, and and just to think that a year from now they have to try to do a CBA. But he, here's yeah. one that makes no sense. The owners apparently are about to sign a new deal with ESPN starting in 2022. And they are saying that ESPN will have exclusive rights to the first round of the playoffs, meaning expanded playoffs. Yep. Well, as of right now, expanded playoffs don't exist. Yeah. Right. So they're signing well, up ESPN for something that does not exist. Well, if they, they don't exist, they won't get the money for that. You know, that's so they'd basically be a similar round to what we had in our first round this year, that kind of thing. It, it, yeah, but what it's going to be apparently is, is seven teams from each league will make it, and the top seed will get a bye through the first like round. Like football. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But the, the thing, Chris, it didn't make any sense to me, and I mean you and, and Robert probably are more American League than me. Four and forty is that a little high for James McCann? Um, I, I believe it is. Uh, Jamal would be the one to talk about because he, McCann was with White Sox. I, I think that's a little high. But my understanding was uh, the guy from the Phillies was the Mets' number one choice, but he just wants a ridiculous amount of money. And Steve Cohen said, uh, "Look, I've got lots of money, but I'm not going to throw it away." And McCann right. came in at a fair price. Yeah, I think they wanted to get something done before Christmas. You know, I think they feel that the Mets fans, they're very they're so excited down there. It's amazing. They are so excited, like like the, the Eagles fans we were talking about before. And they are just, you know, they, they needed a Christmas present. So I think they got them something. You know, it's kind of kind of how that is. And just to get this. And they, they, they nobody's upset about it down there. So I think that they feel that they've gotten off on the right foot. Yeah. And uh, another New York baseball note, it, it appears that D.J. LeMayu and the Yankees are at least 25 or $30 million apart in negotiations. So another team could sweep in. And, and, and uh, But it sounds like from what uh, Jim Bowden was saying this morning that, that may, they may not be that far apart financially, but they may be you know, a couple million off financially and a year off you know, in years. Time-wise, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so going to the NBA, uh, two stars got their money. Um, By the way, the NBA a, starts a week from today. That's, that's right. right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. We got exhibition games now. I've got my first Celtic game uh, tonight, and Paul George, five years, two hundred twenty-six million. So apparently, like I know that the uh, number that Tatum got for the max was one ninety-five. I guess it depends on how many years you've been in the league. What yeah. your uh, yeah, right. total is? Right. Yeah. So Paul George gets that, and Giannis got what was it, Robert? Four years and how much? Uh, five. Five years, two twenty-eight, two twenty-eight. So yeah. they are signed up now, and uh, and that was the one of the big free agents was supposed to be Giannis. So that's yeah, and a lot of NBA teams are very disappointed today. And remember, the uh, those that are eligible to sign either max deals or super max deals, they have to be signed by next Monday. Monday is the deadline for that uh, before the season starts on Tuesday. 
Okay. And then just to mention it as a footnote, the MLS uh, Cup was decided and Columbus beat Seattle three to nothing. And so that was the second cup uh, for Columbus first since 08. And I think uh, the Seattle team had won like three out of the last five or something like that. Yeah, and the attendance was fifteen hundred because, of course, of the uh, you know restrictions on, yes. on crowd size and all that stuff. And then, uh, Robert, you said you got some boxing. Uh, yeah, I got a few. I got a couple of things here. Anthony Joshua got his mandatory fight out of the way. He beat uh, uh, the last name is Pulev. I can't pronounce the guy's first name. Uh, he knocked him out in the ninth round, and now, as of yesterday, they've already started uh, uh, negotiating. Um, the fight between him and Tyson Fury, and the, uh, and the way this deal is going to work, it's going to be a two-fight contract automatically, and neither fight will take place in the United States. One will be in the U.K., and one will be in the United Arab Emirates, and both of them will be on uh, uh, ESPN uh, pay-per-view. Uh, like the Wilder fight was. The, uh, the, now, Fury owed Wilder a fight, but uh, Wilder didn't really uh, negotiate, didn't really act like he wanted it, and the contract for that expired. So now there's no there's no obstacles. We are going, in 2021, we, we will have, uh, for the first time in quite a long time, an undisputed heavyweight champion. Between these two, so and uh, Canelo Alvarez, being a total boxing free agent, he will have his first fight uh, since he left Golden Boy and DAZN. Although the fight will be on DAZN because he's fighting another DAZN fighter, uh, he's fighting Callum Smith for one of the super middleweight titles. That's 168 pounds. But now, since he he does not have a promotional contract or a TV contract right now, he can basically go from network network and pick out whatever fight he wants and uh, it just so happens uh, he's fighting another DAZN fighter that's why uh, that's why he's uh, going to have this fight on DAZN because remember he walked away from the 11 year uh, the 11 fight 365 million dollar deal plus he walked away from the Golden Boy contract so he is a true boxing free agent he can go from promotion company and different networks and pretty much fight whoever he wants Good. Okay. Yep. All right. And we're, so, we're getting the right. rankings right now. So, they if anybody are, has any other as we stuff, speak. Yeah, okay. As we speak, so if you have any other little news before we get to the poll question. No, no. I think we're ready for the poll oh, question. Hold on. Um, well, uh, let, uh, can we talk about something else while they're collecting that, Chris? Yeah, go ahead and talk about something else while we get those. And then we'll do that, and then we'll do the poll yeah. question. So if you have any other news, put it out there. Um, and as far as the NHL is concerned, uh, I have not heard a starting date as of yet. I do know that both Gary Bettman and Adam Silver have been neg- have been working on this because NHL teams share NBA arenas. So uh, both commissioners from both leagues are working on helping each other get their leagues started. The NBA, of course, is going to start next week, and uh, Silver and Bettman are trying to figure out a schedule for the NHL. It looks like when they do play, it'll either be a 52-game season or a 56-game season. So Mm -hmm. that's what I've heard so far. 
And one of the things okay. we were talking about while these guys get ready, uh, we were talking about what the priority is for uh, pro players, and uh, you know, to get vaccinated. And it, in the Trump administration, it was considered a, a uh, an essential service, and they kind of could do their own thing for testing. Now, testing is a little bit different. It's you know, there's more involved in vaccinations and so forth than testing, but you only have to do it once, so and then maybe twice, you know, get a booster six months later or whatever. <laughs> so it may not be that hard for when you think about how many players there are in these sports to get the vaccines, not so much for football now, because they're, they're on the downside, but for hockey and basketball and, and baseball to get those vaccinations. And one of the reasons that the theory is that they wanted to wait till May for baseball is so that everybody could go to spring training vaccinated. And then that way they could have a regular spring training and play in the, in the parks and, and not have to take as many uh, precautions. They still have to take some precautions because you're still with the general public and it won't be all over the place for six to nine months. Right. But the, the other thing well, too about getting the, the May thing going that we didn't mention is having fans in the, in the season. More places will be by May might be willing to do that than were uh, during the. It'll the, be up the, to each city and state. And, and, and remember, as far as the vaccine is concerned, I've heard that once you get your first shot, the second shot is supposed to happen. I've heard like a, a, it's two weeks later. later. It's a two weeks. Two weeks, later. Two weeks later. Oh, All right, now okay. I do, I do have the rankings. Okay, go ahead, Sean. All right, your top ten. It starts off like the number ten is Oklahoma. Number nine, Cincinnati hadn't played, and they fell again. Oops. <laughs> number eight, Georgia. They're still up there. Number eight, number seven is Florida. Iowa State is six. Texas A&M is five. Then your top four are still the same. Well, basically, your top five are the same because Texas A&M five, Ohio State four, Clemson three, Notre Dame two, Alabama one. So, yes, like I said, Iowa State, Texas A&M, they're rooting for Clemson or Ohio State to lose. They want one of them to lose. because And, and uh, Iowa State wants Texas A&M to lose. Texas A&M said, hey, it'll help us if, uh, if <laughs> Iowa State loses. And then, so, but, somebody, yeah, that's rankings. And somebody remember, today, they will though, unveil it. Somebody but, today said it was a National Cupcake Day. They said that's kind of like Ohio State's football schedule, you know, a cupcake. Yes, it is. It, it, it is. That is fitting. And, you know, but it's funny you mentioned the COVID. Craig Way uh, was talking to his broadcast partner, Roger Wallace, who works for KXAN here in Austin, and he was talking to him about high school football. And Roger Wallace said that their news anchor looked at him at the end of their 6 o'clock uh, newscast yesterday, and he said, Y'all are doing more COVID stories than we are in your sportscast almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but let's get to the poll question. All right. And by the way, call in. Download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923. Enter 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice, and we'll get to you there. So, yeah, and the poll question is, what like sports highlight show or studio pregame, halftime, postgame type show, past or present, what are some of your favorite ones of these highlight slash studio shows? So, or call it in, we'll go, and like I said, they can be from the past, too. So, Chris, we'll go with you first. Okay, well, I'm not much of a TV watcher nowadays. I uh, usually do stuff on the radio, so I'll talk about some past shows. And I was thinking that, and that two of my favorites were both in the NFL. One was that HBO show back in the day when you had uh, Chris Collinsworth. and Oh, uh, Inside the NFL, and that's still around, 
Is it? But I, I know it's a whole new crew. Yeah. You know, he was Nick Bonacani. He's no longer with us, so he's not there. Chris Lynn Collins Dawson, yeah. Uh, Lynn Dawson. Chris Collins yeah, was still on it, I think. No, he's not. Oh, he's not? I thought no, he was. Not. Nope. He was. But, but oh, yeah. What they, do, what they did that was cool was they had a lot of the radio highlights. And this is back before you had XM, so you could hear some of the radio calls. Oh, and they still do, Chris. They still That's do. Good. They do. That's good. And another thing that people maybe not remember, the end, you know, we always used to hear about the CBS pregame shows, and they had a lot of good ones for football. But the NBC pregame show, I was thinking about with Bob Costas and Will McDonough and Pete Actelm and all that. I thought Ahmad that was Rashad. great. I, yeah, Ahmad Rashad. I liked all those guys. I thought that was a fun show. They really had a good uh, rapport. And, of course, the Chris Berman Sunday nights, uh, you know, uh, rumbling, mumbling, stumbling, bumbling down the field. You know, all those highlights that you'd watch on Sunday night before the Sunday night game or and even he, back in the day still, before there was a Sunday night game. And he's, and still, doing, for an hour. he's, he's still doing that. It's now on the ESPN app. So yeah, okay. ESPN but, Plus. Are you have yeah. to have ESPN Plus for it? Yeah. Right, yeah. and then uh, who was uh, and Tom Jackson was right. there with him, yeah. and that was good. Yeah. Those are the ones. There was really football. That's the stuff. You know, it was a national game. That's what I watched. You know, there's been plenty of local. One thing I think that's really good, and I, you know, I'm not in the city, so I don't sit there and listen to it all the time. And it's a lot of it's on late. I think it's great that the four announcers for the Giants get together and talk about the game after the game. You know, that John Miller and Dwayne Kuyper and and uh, you know uh, Mike Kruko Mike and and uh, Dave, Dave Fleming, Fleming all yeah. get together and just talk about the game. They have good rapport. They're all friends. You just, you know, just a bunch of guys sitting around talking about the game, you know, and it's, it's a post, a great post game show. So uh, I, that would be something I'd, if I were in San Francisco, I probably would. I, that's probably better than the game some years. Yep. Yeah. Perry? Okay. Who's next? Perry? I am Perry? not a big um, studio show and all that, but I'll give you a couple here. Uh, with football, I enjoy the Sunday drive. That's kind of a highlight show. You, you yes. know, they go yes. from game to game to game, and Steve Torrey and Bill Lackus are very good at it. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that one. But we, as, as far as a show that was on every week, Mel Allen this week in baseball, I, that oh, yeah. was must-watch yes, for me back in the 80s. And that was great what they were doing during Correct. when we had no sports. Fox was Fox Sports One was reshowing those on Saturdays. That's right. And I mean, with I mean, he was so funny with that. He would take you know funny things and you know serious things. So I, I that was excellent for me. I that yeah for you and I that's yeah. our memories of Mel Allen. I mean, it is. Chris remembers Chris right. Mel, and for us that's how we know him. Yes, yep. that's how. Yep. Oh, okay. Robert? Yeah, well, um, God, you guys have, have pretty much taken all the ones I would talk about. Um, because I love, I've, I've, I have always watched Inside the NFL when it was on HBO or Showtime. They, they still do a wonderful job. Um, it's, uh, and you, and you, Chris, you do hear all the radio highlights. Um, you know, and I love how, uh, you know, NFL Films has microphones on all on all the coaches or players. Yep. You know, uh, and you get to hear stuff that you don't hear on game day. And one of the things I like, I, I know this is not a pre or post game show, but when ESPN first started and they did it for years and they don't do it anymore and it's disappointing. I, I used to look forward to the, to the night before the Super Bowl where you could watch all the previous Super Bowls and see all the NFL film stuff. I mean, that, that was that's on the NFL, NFL Network, Network now, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, the week yeah. before, I think it's the, the week before Rick knows. Yeah. We can talk yeah, about that as we get closer because yeah. he but, always uh, watches it. But, yeah. And, that, and the uh, that, great thing is yeah. they start and you can pretty much, if you know when they start, you can time out your, your Super Bowl. Okay, Super Bowl 30 is coming up. I'll sit right. down or whatever right. it is that you want to see, you know? Right. So those those are mine. And, and uh, even though I'm not a Giants fan, Chris, you're absolutely right. It's the best 
post-game show in all of Major League Baseball, uh, mm-hmm. especially on the radio. Those four guys are absolutely great. It's, you know. Bill, do you have uh, any? Well, you guys have pretty well taken them. I will say a few local TV shows we've got that, you know, do a Colts, you know, wrap-up. Might be a couple things that are there. But you know what's taking my slot and listening to these post-game shows or wrap-ups or things like that is podcasts. Podcasts have become the new... TV and radio, and they do play the highlights. So I would say the sports podcasts are really what the, yeah. now. Now, Bill, what are if you were to recommend podcasts? What would be like your you know a couple of really good ones? Oh, there's um, the guy that does baseball for ESPN, real good. There's some baseball writers, outstanding podcasts. Um, Locked on sports. You oh, can, they do a wonderful job. You, I like a lot of their podcasts. You can lock on to the Reds. You can lock on to Raiders Nation. I mean, oh, they it, do it, these podcasts every day. Monday uh, through Friday, yep. Yeah. They're a Monday through Friday network. And uh, whatever whatever team you want to follow, you can you can ask for it, and it's there. So. Right. And uh, so oh. give me a little more time, and, and I'll come up with a better list. Of those yeah, that I yeah. We might put to, the podcasts and some of these podcasts in on another with talk shows and stuff down the I line. I think that's yeah. something. I think that's something that you know maybe when we get to a point and and you know we're at a kind of a dead time in sports where there's not a whole lot. That might be something, Bill, to talk about. Would be podcasts. Yeah, because podcasts yeah, are a big. Thing. I mean, it's changed the yeah. dynamic, and it's it something really that Chris can get on his Victor Stream or. Yep. Is yep. or, a, yep. or whatever right. you yep. can do it, so you know right. it's there for everybody. All right, Sean, well, give us a few of them, and then we have some hands up. Good. All right. Well, a few that I'm thinking. You mentioned this week in baseball. That was like up the top of my list. And you mentioned the NFL Live with Costas and them. I liked it better with Costas than Brian Gumble, honestly. Uh, I'll yeah. admit that. But I like, of course, the original NFL today with Brent Irv, Phyllis George. And Jimmy that, was good. Like that, that was one. good. I forgot that. Yeah, it was. It was. I like that one. And I like when, all right, NBC, when they had hired Vin Scully to come over and then Bob Costas was doing with Tony Kubik, they had the pregame show with Marv Albert and he would have the Albert Achievement Awards. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I like game day, but it's gone. ESPN game, college game day has gone way down from what it was when it first started back in 93. I think the Fox College pregame show with Urban Meyer and Reggie Bush and uh, Rob Stone and that crew, I think, is a lot better. But I go on some other ones, you know, like I said, uh, one that I'm surprised some people, I still love the Inside the NBA, the TNT, Shaq, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, and Ernie just stays out of their way, especially (laughs) when Shaq and Barkley get going. He just stays out of the way and lets lets them do their thing. I mean, it's so much better than the ESPN ABC. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's the best NBA pre or post game show on TV by by far. Oh, that's been. I mean, yeah, they had a good one on NBC with Bob Costas and them, but this is a. I mean, this. this I w- that's why I said I wish if TNT was an over the air network or something that would be, they could do it for the finals. But also like 
course, Fox NFL Sunday and Fox NFL kickoff. I mean, actually, Sunday's kind of start. It was really good when it, when Jimmy and Howie and Terry first got together, and then yeah. you know you had. But then the NFL kickoff, I think, is a little bit better with Tony Gonzalez, Chris Thompson, and that, that right. crew. I mean, they put some comedy into it. And two others that I'll mention as we go out, of course. Howard Cosell's Monday night halftime highlights. Oh, yes. that, oh yeah. That's where you and and then it turned into you mentioned Chris Berman doing his NFL primetime, which he's still doing on ESPN Plus, but now they got him back on Monday night football doing what he used to do on Sunday and Monday, the fastest three, three minutes, minutes in sports. Yep. With those yep. and he just goes I mean with all that, those are two some of mine. So let's get some hands. I guess. Yeah, well, hang on a second, a little history just, just before we go to the hint about Howard. This is how things have changed. Sometime, oh, I want to say 25 years ago, oh, let's see. No, it would have been in the 70s, probably the mid-70s. He, some, it was, I think it was a guy on the, on the and I'll say it because it was history, the Redskins, I think, was running down the field and he said, look at that monkey go. It was a black that was, guy. That was Art Monk. <laughs> Art Monk. Art, yeah, well, it was Art Monk who was black, but he said, look at that monkey go. And that got a little controversy going, but Howard would have been six feet under as far as broadcasting was concerned if he did oh, that yeah. today. Yep. yep. That's a whole history. Well, we have three hands, and we're going to go in three. Yes, in this order, it'll be Rick, Jamal, and Jerry. So, Rick, you're up first. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, I, I was back way back, I think probably the 70s or 80s, Chris could probably tell you, but um, the old, this week in the NFL on TV, when they would show highlights of every game that week, and it was, you know, because back then we didn't, we saw maybe two, three games a week and that was it. Right. Right. Um, and they would show the, high, and the best thing, right, and they also had the game of the week also, which would do a half an hour on just one game. Yeah. But the best thing about both those shows was the music. They had those tracks that were, you know, like, uh, what we do with drunk and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, to this day, if I hear those, that music, I'm like hypnotizing. That's the NFL. I'm whistling along with it, you know? It's funny because, and so does Groucho, I'm sure. He has a parrot who whistles. We heard him last week. I was going to tell everybody what that was in the background, but that's his parrot. Yeah. I love this kind of on watch to keep him quiet when, but sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. But no, but the thing is, it is so funny because FAN still uses, I listen to FAN a lot on Sunday mornings when we talk about the talk shows. Uh, we can talk about some of that stuff. And, yep. and they play that, what did he do with an Arkansas sailor? And, and yep. so Kathy was singing along with it the other day. It was pretty yeah. funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, Brooks Island, Summerall, and it was, week, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. This, week, this week in the NFL, was that the, uh, was that the Harry Callis NFL Films one? No, that, oh, no. This no. was when John Facinda was doing the stuff for the NFL uh, film. Well, no, Harry yeah, Callis but, did some, too. They, okay. yeah, they Harry, did Jefferson K., one of our old DJs, actually did yeah. stuff for them. They had a few announcers that did. But this is what they would, what Rick's yeah, talking about is they would take a week and they they would have run, they would have started with the Patriots game and run through the whole thing. It was also another game of the week. So the game of the week, and we, he and I used to guess what the game of the week, and we know this week yeah. would have been Baltimore and Cleveland. And yeah. they would they would show that whole game and all the highlights okay. of that game. But there were yeah. two shows, and the other show was they'd run down the whole schedule, and it was kind of cool. And so sometimes they'd pop up on, where did we see them? Was it Classic Fourth? They would run them sometimes, and you'd see yeah. like week week six of 1974, and oh, wow, you know, he's the Saints play the Falcons and you know all these names that you wouldn't hear actually that's that's something else sometimes we have more time and again you can't do it Rick talk, you got to talk about that website you were telling me about the other day oh yeah but you yeah, know one other note on, on these highlight type highlight shows and it, it, not, not a lot of people remember this but I think it was the beginning of like this NFL football follies for a couple of years Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show like Tuesday night every week during the football season would get 
only like six or seven different highlights from the NFL that were picked out, and he would make a, like a funny comment going along, you know, narrative going along with the with the clip. And I think that was actually the the beginning of football follies with the NFL. <laughs> yeah, okay. cool. All right, uh, okay. Jamal. Jamal, if you want to unmute, then you'll be up now. Okay. Okay. Now I'm back at home. All right. Just for the record, so I'm not in the echo chamber like I was a couple <laughs> weeks ago. At, like I was at the train station, but nevertheless, yeah. hey, at least I listen to you all in remote situations. Right. There, there so, you go. There you go. So, but but with all but with all that being said, highlight shows. There's a couple that come to mind. This week in baseball, back in the day, with the late Mel Allen, both on TV and on radio, especially oh. radio, was like where you get a chance to listen to the announcers. The clips of the different baseball announcers around the major league. I don't, here. I don't remember hearing the radio yeah, version. Was a radio yeah, he version did, yes, yes, Jamal's correct. There was a radio version. Yeah, no, we oh, didn't wow. get it. And also the pregame, the pregame for NBC for when baseball was on NBC. And they used to show the highlights of this person in the home run with the music in the background. Reggie Jackson goes on. And then they should, they play the music and they play the highlights. Yeah. Now I, remember, now, I used to have some vision at that point, so I remember that. Mm-hmm. Inside the NFL was another one. Inside the NBA was another one. And certainly, uh, today, the, the, this week, the NFL – Fox on the NFL on Fox, their pregame and halftime shows, and even the pregame for Sunday Night Football I like because they go over the highlights and uh, go over the scores. Oh, Westwood and what was have you. a good highlight show for Oh, yes. Oh, that's another one. Yeah, that's another one. They do, do a good, they do a good both on pregame and on postgame. Post-game. Right. They do yep. a hell of a show. Yep, yep they do. By the right. way, Jamal, before you leave, uh, in case we have any Mets fans listening, what can you tell people about James McCann? Well, McCann was a hard worker. He had some a lot of respect in the White Sox clubhouse. I was kind of surprised to see him go. But then again, the White Sox signed uh, the dude from Milwaukee that last year. I forgot the guy's name, but he had a nice season, so McCann was on the bench. I was kind of surprised, though, Jamal, with McCann to see – not necessarily to see him sign with the Mets. I didn't think he would quite get that high of a contract, though. Well, I thought he, I thought he was might stay with the White Sox, actually, as a backup. I didn't think he was going to be that tall after. But well, he'll be the starter now. Yep. I mean, he was a starter a couple years ago, made the All-Star team for the White Sox, so, you know. Yeah, well, uh, from what I from what I heard before my internet went out, uh, you know, apparently the uh, the Mets felt that he was a lot easier to negotiate with because uh, T.J. Ramudo just wants uh, no, way J- too many J- years. J.T. Yeah, uh, he just wants way too many years and way too much money. So, well, Jerry, if you want to if you want to unmute Jerry, we'll be able to hear your thoughts. Okay. Oh, there were so many great ones. Uh, like, uh, like, like a lot of you guys, I liked John Facenda and his highlights because I grew up with John Facenda as a news reporter on WCAU TV. Yeah. And uh, he, 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 I'll tell you, he was great. And uh, I'll tell you what, I used to get a kick out of um, on ESPN. You know, when Chris Berman would run down the highlights of the day's games on Sunday, the NFL games, I used to like to hear him say, "Fumble." <laughs> yep. I like it when the clock would be, he would have done it he would have had it fun with the Chargers the other day. Tick 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 tick. I'm gonna get it off. The NFC Norris. 
Is what he called yeah, the NFC yeah. North of the Central. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He would have had fun with last night's game, I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Had, especially near the end there, you know. Har- Harlan and Warner were having fun with last night's game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. They were. To them, it's uh, okay. And uh, you know, there's there's just so many of them. I like Jimmy the Greek and them guys too. Yeah. And uh, well, I, I mostly do radio now, so I don't get into the. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't get into the TV, but that's just what, what do you like on what do you like on radio, Jerry? Well, I like anything that Kevin Harlan does, and uh, I used to like I used to like Harry Callis on on Westwood One or was Mutual then. You know when they do the four twenty five games, and he, his voice he had the same inflections all the time. You know. Uh, Terry Bradshaw back to throw and the pass is complete and he never changed his, you know. Yeah. I used to yeah. like to hear him do that. But as, yeah, as far as highlight shows are real, like I said, you probably, the Westwood won one. They're probably into that. Yeah. I mean, we all like Westwood that. Westwood one is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. It is. Okay. All right. All right, Jerry. There you well, go, Chris. You. We don't have okay, any more hands, Chris. So all I'm right. So we're ready to go. All right. Here we go. Well, the first guy who died was Jack Scarbath, 90 years old, the quarterback from Maryland, as I said. Uh, he was 24-4-1 at Maryland. Now, this is the, they were the Southern, in the Southern Conference, and, you know, it would be great to go back to, a, like, a Saturday in 1950 or something and try to figure the, all this stuff out because, of course, the East had all these independents. But starting in, with Maryland, and they were in the South for the North-South game, for example, because their conference was in the South. But that conference had, I think, the four Carolina teams, you know, Wake Forest, Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State, the ACC. He founded in like 53 or 54, something like that. So Maryland, of course, was went with them to the ACC. But you still had probably Davidson, Furman, some of the teams that are still in the Southern Conference. So it was kind of a lot more teams played football then. It wasn't a big money game at the time. Anyway, they, they beat Tennessee in the 1951 Sugar Bowl. And then in 52, he was the Heisman runner-up. Then he went on to... Uh, uh, let's see, uh, he was the Southern Player of the Year for the North-South game. You guys may, may remember or refer about the East-West game. There was a North-South game. There was a Blue-Gray game, too, back in the day. And then uh, he also played lacrosse for a while. And then he, he was the third pick of the Redskins in the 1953 draft. Uh, and then he played for the Redskins in 53, 54, 55 for the Ottawa Rough Riders, then for the Steelers in 56. Then he was assistant coach at South Carolina from 57 through 61 uh, for his uh, his uh, stats. Let's see, uh, 29. Uh, was it 1868 yards for his passing 18 touchdowns in the NFL and he was the CEO of uh, an abrasives business after that and he made the college football hall of fame in 83 and the Maryland hall of fame in 84 and he had died of heart failure Ray Perkins here we go 79 years old wide receiver for Alabama from 64 through 66 and then uh, and of course he played for Bear Bryant then then uh, and they were champions in 64 and 65. Then the SEC uh, champions for 64 through 66. Then he was the captain of the 66 team. Then he played for the Colts, the Baltimore Colts, from 67 through 71. 25 uh, of 58. Uh, uh, let's see, 11 touchdowns. He had 11 touchdowns. And uh, Schuler was uh, his coach at that time, Don Schuler, for part of that time. Of course, he went to Miami. Uh, he may he caught a 68-yard pass in the game against the Raiders, the AFC Championship in the 70-71 season to get, in, get into the Super Bowl where they beat 
beat the Cowboys and he won Super Bowl five. Then he was assistant at Mississippi State in 73, wide receivers coach for the Patriots, 74 through 77, offensive coordinator for San Diego in 78, head of the Giants, head coach of the Giants, 79 through 82, left the Giants. They did not fire him, left the Giants, go to Alabama to replace Bear, Bear Bryant, 83 through 86. And then, uh, then he went to Tampa Bay in 87 through 90, Arkansas State in 92, offensive coordinator for the Patriots, 93 through 96, offensive coordinator for the Raiders in 97, tight end coach for the Browns in 99, their first year back in Cleveland, running back coach for Cleveland in 2000, head of uh, Jones County Junior College in Mississippi in 2012 and 2013. And let's see, I think I have a coaching record here for him. Uh, he was uh, college record was 34 and 24 and one, and uh, let's see, 32, 15 and one at Alabama. So he obviously didn't coach at Arkansas State very long, and then uh, he he was in three, he uh, won three bowls. And then in the NFL, uh, let's see, it was 42-75. I think a lot of that uh, was, well, the Giants Tampa struggled Bay. in Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay was not good. No. Uh, no cause of death was given. We have Eugene Goo Kennedy. Okay. He was from Fort Worth Community College, 68 through 70, and then in TCU in 70 and 71. He was a power forward and center. He was in the ABA with the Dallas, um, what was that, the Chaparrals in San Antonio. I guess they moved. Um, 71 they, well, they 74. moved to 72, yeah. He, 72, he yeah. played to 71, 72 in Dallas, and they moved the next year to San Antonio. Right, and then he was there to 74, then the St. Louis Spirit, 74 and 75, Utah uh, Stars. Then he went to the Houston uh, Rockets, 76, 77, and then uh, his statistics in the ABA and and the NBA, 2,739 points, 1,866 rebounds, 299 assists, and uh, it was either a heart attack or uh, uh blood vessel issue and he died at 71 years of age we have Dennis Menke now here's somebody who's well known to me 80 years old played for the Milwaukee and Atlanta Braves from 62-67 Houston Astros 68-71 through 71. Cincinnati 72-73 back to Houston again 74 he was an all-star in 69 and 70 and uh, he, he was uh, let's see two uh, Let's see, 200, 250 is all he hit, 1,270 hits, 101 home runs, and 606 RBIs. And part of the big uh, trade for Joe Morgan, he uh, went to, of course, Cincinnati with uh, Jack Billingham, Cesar Geronimo, and uh, Ed Armbruster. And it was a five for three, and it was a very lopsided trade. People considered that that was one of the worst trades ever made. And then he was a minor league manager in 77 through 79, and first with uh, any coach, first base for Toronto in 80 and 81, hitting coach for Houston 83 through 87, third base coach for Houston 88, Philadelphia hitting coach 89 through 96. And then uh, 90, that means he was on the 93, uh, coached for the 93 pennant winning Phillies. Then Cincinnati bench coach, 97 through 2000, and no cause of death was given for him. Then we move to um, Billy DeMars, 95 years old. He played, mostly played the minor leagues. He had 80 MLB games, uh, 18 for the Philadelphia A's, 48 uh, for the uh, Brown. Uh, let's see, 48 for the Browns. And, uh, oh, I see. Oh, I see. So he played for the A's in 48 and then 61 games for the St. Louis Browns in 50 and one game for the Browns in 51. Then he was, uh, he, had, he only had 50 hits and 237. He had 14 RBIs, no mention of home run. Then he coached in Philadelphia 
uh, his hitting and third base, uh, both from 69 through 81. So he went through a lot of managers with the Phillies and a lot of eras there, but he was always there. And, of course, they won the world championship in 1980. Then he went to Montreal from 82 through 84, Cincinnati 85 through 87. And they, he was uh, Pete Rose's right-hand man at that time. And then uh, and then he became a batting instructor for the Phillies in the 90s. And um, and Larry Boa said he was the second father to him. I had a good tribute on Facebook. Uh, Gordon Forbes. Uh, tennis player, 86 years old, South Africa, Australian Open in 71. He was knocked out in the first round, lost the French Open in round three. In 56, 57, 59, he was uh, the uh, fourth. Uh, uh, he won uh, Wimbledon. Uh, I'm a little confused about what he did. On He made the finals of the U.S. Open in 62, and he was the finalist in the French Open in 63 in doubles and mixed doubles, French Open 55 winner, and he uh, died of COVID-19. Phil Lins, 81 years old. He played for the Yankees from 62 through 65. Phillies from 66, 66 and 67. The Mets in 67 and 68. 519 games he played in. Hit 235, 322 hits, uh, 11 uh, homers and 96 RBIs. And uh, then he played <laughs> he played the harmonica on the back of a bus. In 1964, the White Sox and Yankees were having a pennant race. White Sox swept the Yankees. The Yankees were on their way to come here to play the Red Sox. And uh, Phil Lins started to play the harmonica. He didn't really even know how to play very well. Just started to play it. <clears throat> and uh, Yogi was saying, "Who's what's going on back there? And um, Lins couldn't hear him. So Mickey Mantle, troublemaker that he was, said, oh, Yogi wants you to play louder. <laughs> so he played, he played louder. And uh, Yogi didn't like it and came back and got in uh, Lins' face, face about it and all that stuff. But they made it up uh, later. Everything was all right. So, uh, and then, uh, and then the, the, the harmonica knocked, got knocked out of his hand, hit Joe Pepitone in the knee. So that was kind of weird. So they won the pen in 64. Then Yogi was fired after the season. And then uh, he uh, had a stroke in 2015, did Phil Lins. And, Later on, it, they they, uh, they uh, re- reunited with the Mets, and that's where they made it up, Chris. Yep, they did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Jimmy Collins, 74 years old. And then uh, he was always uh, with Lude Henson. They, they worked together a lot. New Mexico State played for him in 67 through 70. And he was the captain of the Final Four team that uh, lost to UCLA in the uh, semifinals in, in 1970. And then uh, he played, he got drafted by the Bulls, played for them 70 through 72. And then uh, Carolina Cougars, a half a season, the 72-73 season. And then assistant New Mexico State, 73 through 74. And then he left basketball for eight years. And then he was assistant with Henson in Illinois from 83 through 96. Then ahead at Illinois, Chicago from 96 through 2010. And three NCAA appearances for the for that team. And uh, for Illinois, Chicago, he was 218 and 208. And then, uh, let's see, uh, he retired on July 20th of 2010. And he, he died of uh, complications from open heart surgery. William Bird Averick, 68 years old. Uh, San Antonio played for them in 73-74 in the ABI, ABA. Colonel, 74-76, Kentucky Colonels. Buffalo Braves in the NBA, 76-77. The New Jersey Nets, 77. Buffalo again in 78. And then uh, and the, the, in the ABA, he was on the championship team of uh, Kentucky Colonels in 1975. And then uh, he had 4,434 points. 1,078 assists, 325 steals, and uh, many causes of death for him. Alex Almeida, 84 years old, tennis player, USC tennis player, 56 through 58, turned pro right after that. Uh, let's see, in uh, 59, uh, oh, his, his singles record in tennis was 401 and 358. 
uh, 21 title, and he won the Australian Open in 59, round, uh, got to the round two in uh, Wimbledon in uh, 72. Uh, let's see. And he won Wimbledon, in, I'm sorry, won Wimbledon in 59. U.S. Open, he made the final in 59, so he had a great year in 59. He was on the Davis Cup for the U.S. in 58, retired in 77, coached uh, tennis for Beverly Hills Hotel for 40 years. And uh, so Tennis Hall of Fame in 87 and died of cancer. And uh, he's one of those guys, quite a start. And I remember that name when I was really young, and then I didn't hear much about him after that. So I don't know what happened. Pierre Lacroix, 72 years old. Uh, he was born in Montreal. He was the president and GM of the Quebec Nordiques, who then became the Colorado Avalanche from 94 through 06. So he got that job just before they left Quebec. Yeah, and he, he a- and he built both the 96 Stanley Cup winning team and the 2001 winning uh, yep. team. And then he was going- president. President of the Avalanche from 06 to 13, yeah. and then the Cups, as, as Robert was saying, they won it in 96 and 01 with the Avalanche. And he got Patrick Waugh and uh, Ray Bork and uh, Rob Blake for uh, to help uh, cement That's those right. teams. And then, uh, then he uh, got Jose Theodore uh, for David Abercher, but the fans were not happy about that. It was 30806. Yeah. People were not uh, happy about it. They were very critical until May 12th of 06. He re- resigned as GM, stayed as president. Uh, and as I say, he was just president after that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. He became, uh, let's see, he, in 40808, uh, no, let's see, he made. Uh, this is the College Sports Hall of Fame, uh, 5, 10, 13, and then uh, stepped down as, as the president there. And then uh, and he was the father of Eric Lacroix, and, uh, and he died of COVID-19. Uh, and then I think we just have the one more person who was a pioneer in Chicago media, and it was Jeannie Morris. Now, she was the wife of Johnny Morris, who I remember uh, as the, with the Bears as a running back, and then I think he did color with the Bears on TV sometimes. And Jeannie was 85 years old, and she, in 75, she was the first woman reporter at the Super Bowl. Uh, she went there to write for one of the Chicago papers, I think, because uh, they asked Johnny Morris if he wanted to cover the Super Bowl for them, and he said, no, but my wife can write. So in 67, she was a writer for the uh, Chicago American. Then she worked for the Daily News. Then for WMAQ-TV, Channel 5, and WBBM, Channel 2. And then uh, and she couldn't be in the press box. So one time she uh, had to sit out on top of the press box during a blizzard in Minnesota and cover the game. And then, uh, let's see, uh, wrote the biography of Brian Piccolo. And uh, her. I know uh, she died of cancer, and she wanted the money for that book and any money that comes in now in lieu of flowers to be donated to the Brian Piccolo Foundation uh, for uh, Cancer Research. Et and, so, of course, uh, that book became the movie Brian Song. That's right, yes, Brian, Brian Song. Song. That's right. Okay, I think that's it. Well, well, real quick, I mean, it's not necessarily sports-related, but he had a little bit to do with sports. We all know about Charlie Pride dying Saturday. And Charlie Pride, a lot of people don't realize, he played in the Negro Leagues in baseball, oh. and I believe he was in the Angels. No, not the Angels. Uh, was he in the uh, he, uh, he went to spring training with somebody, but I don't remember who it was. And yes, yeah. he was a very highly thought of baseball player. And he was part of... Conway Twitty was, was, too. Conway Twitty, uh, Harold you Jenkins. Know, you know what, though? In a, lot, in a lot of ways, Charlie made the right decision because he was a very good singer. Oh, he and, yeah, oh he, yeah. He wasn't going to make the majors. No. He was good in the Negro Leagues. He was there. It was right at the end of the Negro Leagues 
what a right. lot of them have had integrated. He went to spring training. I want to say maybe the expansion year with the Angels, but then you know he went to and, sing, he went to music, and made the right choice. But I mentioned it over here a little bit because, like I said, it's sort of sports. Well, and not, not and, only that, and he has a very he's very close with uh, Bob Kendrick, the head of the Negro Leagues. Yes. So and he also, like I said, he was part. He was a minority owner, not minority in essence, but minority. Got yeah, some less than fifty percent. Yes. Yeah, a very small percentage of the Rangers. Yeah, and uh, uh, one of the things about not having my internet this weekend, I couldn't hear any of the tributes, but I'm sure they were all fantastic. So yeah, they were. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, Bill. Coming up on Saturday morning, we'll probably have some Charlie Pride songs. You will. We've already done it on Sunday. Oh, 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 go ahead, Bill. I said we've already done it on Sunday, and we will do it next Saturday too. Of course. Okay. Okay. All right, Sean. All right. Well, uh, like I said, uh, you can. If you want to listen back to this great extravaganza, and you want to put this on your your list of highlight shows and studio shows or whatever to listen to, uh, especially during NFL season or whatever, you can download the podcast, legendoldies.com. You can tell your smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from uh, Apple Podcasts or type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or go to 773-572-3006, which is where you can leave Bill a message, as we said earlier. Go to option nine for Sports Lounge Live, option eight, all things radio, option seven is Coffee Club, and then other great shows with some old-time radio and other Bill Sparks legendary shows on that box uh, one through six. So anyway, next week we're going to be closer. It'll be Christmas week. We'll have the college football playoff. We'll be get. We'll be the first night of opening night of NBA next Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Opening. So yep. I guess so, we'll see you next week. We'll see you.